On today's episode of Decanting Disney, we discuss mommy meltdowns, we do our Batu review, and we touch on our magic and tragic moments of the week. Welcome to, welcome to Decanting Disney. I can't even get through it. The alliteration is killing me. Anyways, this is a show where we discuss childlike wonderment while drinking adult-like beverages. You can give us feedback as you're listening to this episode on Twitter, at Decanting Disney, which has only had one post so far, but it's there. You can respond to it. Or you can email us at questions at decantingdisney.com. I'm your host, Matt, and as hopefully always, I'm joined by Chris... This is Chris. That's Chris. <laughs> Got to work on my intro, though. It's been you need a, like a little tagline or something. I think this I is Chris know. is a very descriptive tagline. That's that is it, well, it is descriptive. Um, so let's get into it. It's been a while since we have recorded an episode, but we probably are getting a lot of new listeners since we now have this will be our second episode. That's true. And so shout out they, to our longtime listeners, though. <laughs> shout out to our award-winning longtime <laughs> listeners. Uh, here's to you. Uh, Chris, what are we drinking today on Decanting Disney? Today we have from Goose Island Beer Company, the Next Coast IPA, an India Pale Ale, 40 IBU, uh, 7% alcohol by volume, and an ale style. Goose Island is uh, out of Chicago, I believe, although they have a couple breweries now. I think they were acquired by Imbev or something. Well, let's not talk about how all the little ones are getting snapped up now. Well, they're still pretty good. This says tropical... Juicy hops at the bottom. Do you get juicy? Mm. Um, I don't get... I mean, I think it's it's liquid. It is liquid. You know, it's not like... <laughs> I guess it doesn't get I don't taste juicier pulp. than that. You know, like a lot of juice has pulp. I don't That's get true. pulp in this. Beer pulp kind of disgusts me. It would, I, I, I yeah. really uh, want that mash, image you out don't of want, my mind and you mouth. Don't mash, well, I just ruined it. Yeah. And we just started the podcast. So <laughs> let's see how it goes. <laughs> Um, I like this, though. It's not one of those IPAs that... I don't like an IPA that, you know, like, you feel like just slapped you in the face. So this one feels, you know, refreshing. Yeah, I'm. Some people like the slap in the face from time to time. Whoa, that's a different show. All right. Let's get into the the most hilarious... Um, the most hilarious thing that I've seen on the internet in a while. It's Chris, a bold you've statement. seen this. Well, it's entertaining there's a lot of internet there's a, there's a lot of internet and you know like like watching youtube videos and stuff is really hilarious but it's really great when you see someone post something in the heat of the moment on social media somewhere and then the whole internet just laughs at them and that's what that's what happened here when everyone comes together to point and laugh at someone else that's exactly right but when it's when it's warranted deserved. not when it's not what deserved deserved very good word um, so this happened recently, uh, since the last episode and well, actually I think someone found it from a while ago, but it was big news recently and, uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. And do you have this here? Do you want to do a reader's theater of this? So this mom so is I very upset. Maybe we should just go straight into the post. She is upset. I, I think we should trade off. One of us should read the text and the other should interpret the emojis. I'm willing to right, take then I'm either gonna, or you, both. You read the emojis. Then. Okay. You, you're interpreting. 
I think it might be over. All right. It pisses me off to no end. I'm also taking uh, pauses when there's exclamation points. Fair. When I see childless couples without at Disney World. D- oh, there's emojis. <clears throat> angry face, 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 angry face. DW is a family amusement park. Yet these immature millennials throw away their money on useless crap. They have no idea the joy and happiness it is to mothers who buys... That's, I'm reading, it's not me. Who buys their babies treats and toys. They will never experience the exhaustion that it is to chase a three-year-old around and getting stares at assuming I'm a bad mother. No uh, apostrophe. This bleep... bleep C word in some very slutty shorts was buying a Mickey pretzel and Aiden wanted one, but the line was very long. So I said later and it broke his poor little heart and he cried. I wanted to take that leap frickin frickin. Yeah. Yeah. Pretzel from that tramp. <laughs> like, thanks. B word. You've made my son cry. Angry, 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 angry face. DW is for children. People without children need to be banned. Mothers with children should be allowed to skip all the line. <laughs> no S. You have no effing Leap. idea what it's like to have to stand in line for three hours with a cranky, tired, exhausted toddler. And I can't just tell him that we can't do something because it's his vacation too. I bleep hate childless women with a burning passion. Angry face. That's really good. You did a very good job on that. Um, I didn't know what to do with the, uh, it is a podcast. We can curse on it, but I didn't want to use her. Some of hers are very nasty. Yeah. I feel like by the third bleep, we got it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a we new did. system. We're it's developing. a new system. Um, I want, there are a couple of things that I want to talk about on this, right? Can we preface by, it is not our place to judge. Maybe this person had a rough day. But yeah. we're kind of going to anyway because it's funny. Um, I'm going to break down this argument. That's what I Go like on. to do. Because um, I am an attorney, and I think there's some inconsistencies in this argument. Um, one, she starts off, you're right, she probably had a bad day. right? Let's couch that. We've been there. We've all had a bad day. Maybe it was really hot. This, this was posted in September, so it probably wasn't that hot, actually. So that's not a... Not a it's Florida. I don't know how it took so long. It took like nine months for people to figure this, find this and post it. I guess one of her friends just got tired of her BS and shamed her nine months after the fact by posting this on the internet. I don't know. But um, she says that there is that she doesn't like childless millennial couples because they don't know the joy and happiness it is to buy their babies treats and toys. Right? So it's supposed to be very happy a happy experience to do that. Yet she says later that she tells her son that she's not going to do that because the line's too long. If it's really joyous, does it matter how long you have to wait in line to buy your kid a pretzel? The longer you're waiting, the longer the experience. The you know anticipation really, really, uh, what do they say? What's the phrase? I don't know. I don't know what phrase you're referring to. I don't but know. I know. Anticipation is a good thing is what they say. Um, so that's one problem. Here, she also says that People without children should be banned. And she says that mothers with children should be allowed to skip all the line. So 
I don't think she just knows how that's going to work. All the one line. All the one line. Her so pretzels. If we've banned everyone with kid without kids, and then the mothers are skipping the line. How is that going to work? I think there are going to be a lot more angry mommy posts. Oh, it's going to be much it's worse. It's going to be a disaster. Because you're, you're not skipping it's, in front of anyone It's Lord point. of the Flies. Yeah, you've, you've essentially decided to abandon the line system altogether. I think the line system is something that I really do appreciate. It's, it's more of like the huddles that I don't like. You know, you know, when you go to Disney World and you're in the line part and then there's like, OK, now just go into this place and fill all available space. You're going in Tower of Terror. You're jockeying for that first position. Well, if, if there was an angry mommy post about people that jockey for and she gets bumped or something, that's valid. If you're jockeying, if you're nowhere you want to stand and say the mansion, Haunted mansion there, yeah, the, all these places, yeah. there's a list. It's a secret list. But then you see that look in the other uh, Disney fan's eye, and you know who's trying to head towards the panels that they know are going to open. Well, this for is that an elevator. aside, but if we're talking about the Haunted Mansion elevator, there are, two, there are three kinds of people in the Haunted Mansion elevator. And the first one is the ones that know exactly where they need to stand, but they're also quiet. They don't like scream the words that are going on in the script, right? You go to Disneyland, there are people that. I know, okay, Chris is looking at me weird because he does say the words, but he says it quietly to himself. I mouth them. He mouths them. That's totally fine. It's the people that think they're a part of the show that are, that are guests. It's those, like, those I can't stand. And then the people that have no clue and are just there for the fun and don't know where to stand, I like those two. Those the people great. in the middle can't stand. I can't stand them standing there. Too much standing? I could do a, an, angry, an angry mommy post about that, but... Chris, do you have more thoughts about this post? Poor Aiden. Poor Aiden. That's true. True. He didn't get the pretzel. I wish, in fact, I, I regret using his name there because the kid's probably having a decent time, just a little meltdown, once a pretzel. What, what, also, you know, this woman is a millennial, probably, because she named her kid Aiden. Okay, that's fair. Right? And she posted And she's on saying immature media. millennials. She's not right. saying millennials specifically. I think she's kind of mad that she had a kid so early. And I think, listen, she's All kind right. of a little jealous there. I think you should be able to have kids whenever you want to. I'm not telling people what they should do. But don't you think there's a little bit of jealousy there that she has to, you know, you take a three-year-old. Three-year-old's pretty young to go to theme park. Correct. Even Disney World. There's a lot of things that you have to do, a lot of Maybe it's the first time she took her kid to Disney World, and she's not doing what she used to do. It's it's part of growing up. You don't need to post about it like this on the internet. I wonder how widely she posted this originally. I don't know. Well, that's true. I also when I when I read it the first time, I thought, oh, what if what if that that trashy uh, girl in the Basically, probably just wearing shorts. Yeah, right? probably shorts. Probably just shorts, maybe a shorts. tank top. <laughs> you know, like. She was dressing for that September <laughs> right? weather. I know, right? Um, I was like, what if she got the last pretzel? Then I'm like, oh, oh now, now I feel now bad. I've okay, now, now I'm like, okay, maybe like if, if I saw a little kid behind me and I was eating the last pretzel, I, I don't think it's ever happened, but it, I would be like, oh, give it, the kid can have it. Like, I'm not yeah. going to take the last the pretzel from the kid, take the last pretzel. But... That's so, not a. That wasn't how this story ended up. What strikes me about this is that the so-called immature millennial hasn't done anything in this story. If there's a story about that person cutting in line or even taking the last pretzel, then sure, put the agency on the other person oh, yes. who's minding their own business. Hundred percent. I, I don't know. I just. I, it feels like this is unfortunately a reflection on the writer and not the situation. Oh, that's a hundred percent correct. That's a hundred percent correct. 
And I find that I enjoy seeing other people's children at Disney enjoying themselves. It's I'm clearly not bringing a child with me, and I will take the advantages that that entails. Yes. But you know what? If the kid wants to jump in front of me uh, on any given ride, eh, fine. Because the kid doesn't know better. Kid doesn't know any better. The parent needs You're to right. have a level of maturity. I feel bad for the kid here. I don't feel bad for the for the mom getting blown up on on the internet. I don't feel bad. No. 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 Do we have any last thoughts on that? I don't think I have anything more to about this. I just thought it was hilarious. Aiden, I was, As soon as I saw it, I I sent you a link, I think. And I, I was I like, we're going to talk so. about this. I, I think if we ever run into Aiden, I'm going to buy him a pretzel. pretzel on me. Yeah. 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 With cheese? I like the Okay, so I like the stuffed pretzels. I know that there's a there's a debate. So you can get the regular Mickey pretzels and they you could buy the cheese for like a dollar mm-hmm. extra. It's regular nacho cheese kind of style. But I like the jalapeno or cream cheese stuffed pretzels. I think most children don't enjoy things too spicy, so but the cream cheese is sweet. It's a sweet cream okay. cheese. Well then you'll get him the cream cheese one. Yeah. Or he can choose. Or he could choose. He can choose. Yeah. He'll probably I like the mobile order those too. Because I can just skip the entire line. And you know what? Then you're not part of the problem anymore. <laughs> then I'm not. She's going to be like, oh, those those childless millennials <laughs> skipping the line to get their apps beer. On their phone. <laughs> they just want to get, they just, they're drinking all the beer. That's something we should talk about. Mobile ordering? Mobile beer. ordering. Did we talk about that last episode? I don't think so. I don't think so. But we, one of the things we talked about last episode was we were trying to do a preview of Galaxy's Edge with by being spoiler-free. And I think that we should do a spoiler-filled review of Galaxy's Edge. What do you think about that? I think we need a spoiler warning. Is there... Is that what this is? I, I think this is in itself the this spoiler This is warning. the warning. Yeah. And I think we just have to give people time to tune out if they are avoiding that spoiler. Yes. And so, maybe on the website we could put, you know, we... We stop talking about it at this time, so you can go to this other time. Oh, that's smart. In the future, which we don't know what it is right now because we're recording. That's but if true. you go to the website, it'll say tune in at you know thirty minutes in. Absolutely, that's something like, like something that. we might do if we remember. If I remember, if we don't get too hammered on the next coast IPA, <laughs> and I don't, and I don't, I'm not lazy about it. We will identify that's a true. time. So now, knowing that, you should go to decantingdisney.com. If you haven't been, you, you can hit pause right now and then go to the, that time code that we put in the future. End of spoiler warning. All right. Now these people are with us that are in on right. us, right? And it's what we call the Batu Review. How do you spell that, Matt? B-A-T-U-R-E-V-U. Ah, bright suns. Bright suns. Um, so I had been to Batu a couple weeks before... Chris and I went to Batu. Um, I don't think I spoiled much for you. Anything that was spoiled, I, I you were okay with. I, yeah, I probably but, requested. But Chris, do you want to like do you want to lead us off on this thing? I will lead with my giggle moment. Okay, yes, which, that's great. That should be a signature. We should which is when that. you when you walk around that first corner. I guess it depends on which of the three entrances. Well, what, you let's come let's go. Let's go through this. So we went during the before we even get in there. It was during a preview period. Well, not a preview, but it's like a reserve reservation period. Well, that was we, your first time. Reserva- oh, wait, no, reservations you, were ended by the time. We reservations went. ended. So when I went for reservations, 
you had to go to um, the former Carousel of Progress, mm-hmm. and they would give you a wristband, and then that would give you a three-hour window, and I stayed for four hours um, because I'm that kind of person. But when we went, it was right after that had ended. That's true, and they were prepared for the masses to descend. They were prepared for the masses, and annual pass holders were blocked out still. Which worked out great for us. Yes, because it wasn't that crowded. No, they were expecting to close down uh, the land and have it be access-only boarding groups, but it was, for as far as I know, open normally the whole time we were there, and that was a three- or four-day period. Right, right, exactly. So now, with that background... With that background, we enter through the, I believe, long side of the land, coming up around, let's say, Splash Mountain direction. That takes you around past what will be Rise of the Resistance, go through kind of the forested area, which will be the resistance camp section. And we go through, what are they calling the, the marketplace area? Do we, do we recall, or is it just the marketplace? I don't know. Right. The shops? The shops. The trading something? Trading outpost. Why don't you keep talking, and I'll figure oh, that okay. out. So you pass through that standard shopping center. Well, better than standard. But uh, after going through... Uh, podcast favorite Ronto Roasters area, you turn a corner and uh, as every Star Wars nerd can attest, seeing the Millennium Falcon is basically as close to I can think of as a religious experience for me. And that would be my giggle moment. I think you humored me and took a few pictures while I hopped up and down in front of it, making noises that I don't want to repeat on this podcast because it might blow out the microphone given where you've set my levels. Yeah, um... Yeah, we should just I should just record that next time and I'll make it like a thing on my soundboard. Your oh, giggle. We're gonna have to find another thing of that. Uh, you just have to go to Shanghai. Quality. You just have to go to ride Tron in Shanghai. Okay, that's or just wait long enough for Disney to come World's back. To that sounds like a long time to wait. Um what is this called? They don't have a name for it. There's the droid depot. There's the workshop, there's the docking bay, Ogas. The milk stand, Ronto Roasters. Then literally, for lack of a better word, let's call it the marketplace. The marketplace. The marketplace. I found that uh, the marketplace was, it seemed almost lacking. I, I don't know if it was your opinion, but the stalls were generally maybe, what, 15 feet back from the actual section? There well, wasn't a lot that you could sort of dig into the, the, the concept kind of makes sense. I mean, it's, you're walking through a little, um, hallway and there's stores on either side. It's not like you're in one big store, like, like an emporium or anything like that, or, or Mickey or, um, star traders or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, it's like they try to, and each individual stall doesn't have a name. It's true. Right. So it's just, there's, there's the one where you can get the robes and there's a place where you can get popcorn, which I did not try, but I, cause I heard it was kind of weird. It's like sweet and savory pop flavor. Did you popcorn enjoy the together. popcorn varieties in uh, Tokyo? I did. And, the, and so this was like, eh, I mean, there's mm-hmm. other, there's better food and we can get to the food in a little bit. I think I respect the commitment to that sort of marketplace style. The, uh, right. I, a lot of plushes, a lot of like plushes for yeah. alien pets that I don't, I never had seen. Maybe I they am, were. I imagine that they must keep a ton of stock right out of view because in order to keep those tiny stalls stocked with stuff for us to buy well it's um they have one big stock room for everything all the merchandise in galaxy's edge 
and they don't have a lot of stuff because I tried to buy matching uh, matching shirt and robes for either Sith or Jedi. It's like either one, but I need the same size. No luck. And they did not have. They either had they had like the Sith robe and the Jedi shirt. And I was like, well, that doesn't and, work. And, and and then the the merchandise lady there, very adorable, very nice, was like, well, what do you want these? And I was like, no, they don't go together. Like, why <laughs> would you do that? I was like, I want one or the other. So they didn't. I mean. They didn't have a ton of stock. And I'm thinking maybe this is a big, you know, missed opportunity. But at the same time, neither of us did the lightsaber workshop or nor did we do the droid workshop, both which cost a hundred plus dollars um, yes. to do. And you have to wait in line. And our important question is if you want to have a lightsaber in Galaxy's Edge, do you have to build it that day? Can you ever bring Can you that bring one it back? back? I don't yeah. know. Well, the rules say you can't even take it out of its out of its sheath, right? I believe we saw some I think exceptions. That, yeah, you're not also supposed to not have a costume. There were millions of costumes. People were in costumes. Not with masks. You can't be Darth Vader, but people were dressed up. Maybe it was the case that they were wearing costumes to fill the void because of the promised uh, streetmosphere characters that would be there. Well, there was... You saw... Didn't you see... Some of them, like Ray's out, and saw Ray, there's that other saw the blue haired. There's the blue haired girl. That's blue haired. But you didn't see her. I don't think she was there. There's this character, and she runs around, and she's with the rebels, and she is trying to. Re she tries to recruit little kids, but she does it in the down, like the town part of Batu, which mm -hmm. is where the First Order is for the people that are listening here. And so, if you're like Chewbacca, can hang out in Batu because he's a scoundrel. He's in the middle. He plays both sides, mm -hmm. or at least that's what the First Order thinks. But if Ray is caught by the stormtroopers, that's a bad thing. So if when Ray's there, she's hiding behind. She has people. to hide. She has there's to this, stay closer to the rebel base. That's right. So there is there is this one lady, this one character, and I forget what her name is, but she her her entire shtick is she goes, she's in Batu and she's trying to recruit people. So she hides behind kids. Now, obviously, if you're if, if you if you're not a person? magical kind no she's an adult she's okay. an adult she's a she's like five six adults range in size but she's like on. a five six female um uh the the i the only ver character the only actress i saw playing her was african-american so i don't know if that's like if it changes or whatever but blue hair like blue wig and in like a rebel uh like jacket, like orange jacket, mm -hmm. but like hiding and trying to recruit people. And apparently she's very good because she remembers a kid's name. And then if she sees them like three hours later, she'll oh, remember wow. the kid's name. Yes, I've heard very good reviews of this lady. Right. And I saw her and she does a very good thing. So there's some street atmosphere there, but it's not overt other than the stormtroopers who travel in pairs and they do a very good they job They were pretty well. excellent. Yes. Yeah. You don't have anything to say about that? I don't know if I want to say. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if we want to share that tidbit, which is another friend's to share. You want, where are you doing spoilers? We can talk no, about. We could do spoilers. Why, why don't you we, give them? Why don't you give some insight? We uh, heard a great bit of information from a good friend you know, of ours a about source. a source, an unnamed source, a source, <laughs> <laughs> an unnamed source that explained that. Um, and this surprised me because having only heard them a few times, I didn't realize it was not live audio. Uh, but all of their interactions with guests are pre-recorded. And the hint to uh, notice what they might be saying is to look at those hand motions. Right. So, And they're in pairs all the time, so there are certain bits of banter that are pre-recorded. Mm -hmm. And one of the actors can initiate it, 
and it'll start the banter between the two of them and right. they know they had a what's happening and they play it out so it's very uh very interesting yeah it's also an interesting way to really control the so-called impromptu banter <laughs> right right i mean they do they do a very good job and it's pretty excellent and uh our source has seen them practice so that's mm. how we know about yes. it yes um i'd like to talk about uh, the best food in uh, Galaxy's Edge in Batu. So we're going straight into the Ronto wraps. Ronto wraps. I will not go back to normal hot dogs. I refuse. Ronto wraps <laughs> are. Can you describe a Ronto wrap? Ronto wrap is. Um, I think I don't remember whether it's an all beef hot dog, but it's it's basically a hot dog wrapped in what seems like a pork shoulder. It's a pork. Type yes, yes. It's a it's a roasted pork with with some sort of uh, pickled relish of some sort and wrapped in pita, and it is by far the best way to consume a hot dog. Yeah, they've innovated on the hot dog and and on theme park food generally with the Ronto I, wrap. I will say that I I will sign to that opinion. There's not a long line for the Ronto wrap, and you can mobile order if it. If you mobile mobile order it, there the only line is between you and your smartphone. <laughs> it's, that's if you mobile order, it's the Pronto wrap. <laughs> Were you working on that one? No, I just came up with it right now. It's like it is on a, <laughs> it like went through three iterations in my head while you were talking. And just came out with. It. Nice job, thank you. Um, so it's great. It's right in between uh, Docking Bay, which is the um, counter service restaurant, mm-hmm. and the marketplace. The area. marketplace. Once again, for lack of a better word, um, I took Chris into near. Ron- if you turn around past Ronto wraps uh then you can get into one of the merchandise places it's actually a shop mm. and that has a little tidbit for fans of did that be donk ankars or ondars yeah something like sure. that yeah. yeah so you can get um you know, like busts of characters it, the things that are more than 20 bucks you get yeah. there right the non plushes like the actual keepsakes and and you can get a lightsaber there if you don't want to make one custom for 200 bucks if you ask very nicely you can get a live porg there you go. I'm sure you can. Um, but they have, and they have a bunch of like memorabilia on the walls. They also have, and there's a little other another memorabilia tidbit, another above another the walls. Another little factoid is there is if you stand by the register towards with your back towards the the back of the establishment and look up over the entrance, you'll see a glimmer of something. That is from an attraction that recently closed in Walt Disney World. You can, and I'm definitely not stalling because I briefly forgot. You briefly, do you remember now? No. You don't remember? I know we had the moment where you pointed it out to me. You didn't see the Ark of the Covenant? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's hidden back there. You see like the corner of the Ark of the Covenant. Pretty good. Yeah. I and that that is a room where I know if you spend more time in there, you will find more things like that. Oh, I'm sure. And if we both of us, I, I think maybe I'm a little bit deeper into the Star Wars lore, but still not necessarily someone who's uh seen all the extended series and whatnot. But I would bet that if you stand in there with the proper person, they will be pointing to things for about fifteen minutes. I'm pretty solid. sure there's a lot of animated series stuff going on in there. I don't I've never watched the animated series. Mm-hmm. I think they've they've really pulled a lot of that stuff in there. So um, if you have someone that knows that that kind of lore, then you're probably going to have probably spend like an hour in that shop. Yeah. And it's definitely the case that the land generally draws a lot from the more modern bits of Star Wars. Right. And uh, one of the big points for that is bringing in um, uh, Onaka 
for Millennium Falcon. Right. It was apparently from Rebels and Clone Wars, not uh, both animated series, uh, one of which has concluded, the other I think is still ongoing. Personally, have not uh, enjoyed either, although if I figure out which they're streaming on. I haven't seen either. I didn't know who Naka, Onaka was, but it's a pretty good attraction. It's pretty excellent. Can you, uh, how are you doing in your beer? You need to get another beer. I can get another one soon. All right. Well, let's get, why don't I get you a beer while you talk about the Q experience and getting all the way up to the ride. Up to the ride. And I'm going to go for a walk and grab a beer and people, if there's noise in the background, that's what's happening. Excellent. It's, you know, what kind of noises? Walking. Okay. I'm not gonna like. If there's anything too exciting, do I turn around, get worried? <laughs> no, no. I, well, please, if you if you hear something exciting, please. So be after concerned. your giggle fit by the Millennium Falcon, you'll be walking towards your left, uh, towards an entrance to what appears to be carved out of the uh, the spires on the side there. You will enter with helpful cast members pointing your way towards either single flyer or the uh, group line as usual. You'll follow your way down through what is sort of the the hangar section. Um, then you'll loop around to an outdoor section. We should probably comment on the overflow queue later, but I'll save that. There's no single rider. There's a, there's a single. They are not using it for single rider. Are you sure? No, they weren't we, using they it were for joining, single. They were throwing people on. Oh, there our, is a single rider. Yeah. There's no fast pass. There's no fast pass yet, but there's single flyer. And yeah. there's no plans for them to have fast pass. I don't know. That's what they said. It's set up for it. But they were like, we don't. We have no plans to start fast. Why pass. would you build it and not have plans? They're using it for um, capability impaired uh, riders right now. I have no comments on that. I don't know what you're setting up for there. No, it's true. It's true. true. It's something. No, I've talked to. Some Although my understanding is that my the, sources. Um, my understanding is that the ADA capable pods are actually not in the rotation of the other ones. They're a separate uh, simulator. What? I did not know that. Yeah, I nerded out on looking at the layout. And, yeah. Anyway, Good back job. to our queue. Okay, back to the queue. Which you will enjoy most, I think, if you have the uh, Disneyland app where you can Disney Play. Disney Play. Play app. Disney Parks. Play Disney Parks, where you can uh, have the interactive experience with your uh, app scanning QR codes to do various missions for Onaka. Answering some mini games, uh, things such as uh, he'll give you a secret identity and you have to remember the key portions. Or you can just scroll back up and look at it again and then answer the question. Some of us play with honor. <laughs> <laughs> and some then, spot things like, hey, how, count how many of these things there are. Yeah. Well, I'll say that the beginning of the queue does take you behind the Millennium Falcon, which, again, nerd out. It's not really until you get into the hangar bay itself that I think there are echoes of Star Tours, where you start going up your um, your queue that raises you towards the second level. There are various ships under construction, some ambient noise of things going on. Uh, occasionally, that uh, I think sparks fly from an engine, engine takes off, takes off, not, well, not takes off, but just like they're testing. It does kind of like one of those classics takes off and then sputters yeah. because that's mm-hmm. that's what all Disney rides in their queues do. Uh, then, yeah, you are then on that point at the second level of the queue, looking out some windows straight onto the top side of the Millennium Falcon where you can do such exciting mini games as counting the exhaust ports. That's exactly what the mini game is. Um, okay, can you check uh, how many, how many, 
how many tubes are plugged into the Falcon? Six. Are there six tubes? Seven. Seven, seven tubes. tubes. seven tubes. Um, they have some replacement panels on the tail. They're in red. Can you count how many it's, from the left? It's the first very one important is. that Disney teach inventory management. Um, yeah. It, uh, they used to have a certain kind of gun on the top. They tried to make. They tried to theme it. Used to be a, a single barrel gun. How many barrels are on the gun? Oh, it's four. Oh, it looks like they upgraded that. Okay. And it's like like this. I don't know why I went with that voice for the app, but that's what I decided I to do. I, I thought it, it was fits. like it fit. Yeah. But it's like, um, I, I'm trying to do like the office space guy. That's what I'm thinking. Like, Yeah. How are those TPS reports um, on your Millennium Falcon? I'm going to need you yeah. to... Uh, uh, I'm going to need you to check how many red panels there are on this thing. Um, okay. Thanks. Yeah. Sucks if you're colorblind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just red green. You would that's still know true. that it's a different color than gray. Yeah. Um, I did not find a lot of replay value in that. <laughs> no, and you can't get more credits and you can't yeah. do anything with your credits. So the point of the game, I don't understand. It's unclear whether they have a better plan for the integration of the app with the land experience, because as far as I could tell, uh, the so-called uh, integration between uh, people treating you differently in the land, uh, the points uh, reflecting kind of your status, uh, whether or not you successfully complete the mission having any effect. Didn't see Does it. it. Doesn't really do anything. You can, yeah, you can gain status with the three different like uh, factions, whereas Scoundrel mm -hmm. is the third faction, and it doesn't really do anything. Um, should we? I hear. Should we discount this as something that might still be a work in progress? Because yeah, they so, clearly did not open this so land I, all at once. I've I've heard that they have um, things that can like little uh, Bluetooth readers that will sit under mm -hmm. the registers for the people in the shops and ah. Ronto wraps and all that, and they can see if someone has a certain level of one or the other, and then they can say like either a first order thing or a resistance thing, or maybe they can, if they choose to interact. It's a weird way to encourage you to purchase food items, but go on. It's, you know what? So it sounds really cool. I'm going to say that this is a negative because is there anything worse than someone that's not an entertainment cast member thinking that they're a part of the show? Or even an entertainment cast, like a ride operator thinking they're a part of the show? I am, all right. Chris is giving me a weird look because if he was a ride operator, he would try to be a part of the show too. And so he's taking personal offense to this. But I think I have lots of listeners out there that agree with me on this Safety one. courtesy show. <laughs> I do not want, like, Tower of Terror. The only people that are allowed to do this are mansion people. Because if they get really glum and really, like, that's mansion, the only way. Tower. If you if you do it the right way. But Jungle Cruise. Now you got people. Well, Jungle Cruise is actually, they're trained to to be, to have dry humor there. I'm pretty sure uh, it's a small world is trained to not move their eyes and only their mouth up and down. Um, that would be great, uh, but but primarily when I'm thinking Disneyland, I'm thinking Guardians of the Galaxy, where people try to get into it, and I'm like, no, there mm. you're just an usher, like yeah. you're in a museum. I don't want someone serving me a Ronto wrap and then trying to like do a character interaction. Okay, so we've established That's what you don't want to speak to servers. I just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you. I don't want that. Like, stay in your lane is what I'm saying. 
All right. Well, anyways. does that does that that might be it? That might be an unpopular opinion. Uh, you, you know, you can does you that can extend respo- to let the us various know. phraseology that they're supposed to be using? Let us let us know. You can say questions at decantingdisney.com. All right, fine. Chris, did you ever get your email working? Chris at decantingdisney.com. That's a thing. And Matt at decantingdisney.com. I carefully read all of the emails that I cannot access because I am technologically <laughs> ill inclined. Well, you know. Email Chris at decantingdisney.com, and maybe in a couple of years he will figure out how to log Make sure when it. I get there, it's just a wall. <laughs> oh, Siri's not saying All right. Siri is not a featured guest. Siri is not a featured guest. I shut up, Siri. Um, Siri, stay in your lane, Siri. <laughs> Come on. So at this point, we're moving into our uh, pre-show area with uh, Onaka himself, which is a very impressive animatronic. Yes. I will say that some of our newbies who we were lucky enough to have with us uh, on our last trip pointed out that he was uh, not quite touching those buttons. So basically me on a slow day at work pretending to type. Yes, that's yeah. about right. <laughs> um, uh, good. I, so, so good pre-show. But after you do the pre-show, uh, you go through and you're going to board the Millennium Falcon. The most amazing part is the lack of TSA. That's right. But although it is kind of like waiting for dinner at a Chili's. Yes. Well, you do go down a jetway that feels like every other jetway that it takes on our flights out. No, but you you get they they give you a thing to hold, and you have yeah. to wait for your for your. Well, you go down recalled. the jetway, then you uh, find yourself in the Millennium Falcon room with the uh, classic Holochest T uh, uh, board, mm-hmm. which is not functional, but you can get your picture taken you get your if picture you're taken. so inclined. I was. There are also some porg nests hidden about in there. It seems like many of the switches are. You get you get a pass. You do so, get so that you. We were in a group of five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're in a smaller group, you you know you have to say, hey, because uh, there talk about the the positions because there so are three positions, but all of, of the positions people. all all of the positions are dual. So you'll have your two pilots. Right. You'll have your two engineers, and your two gunners. And each of those are located on the left and right side of the cockpit when you get there, respectively. Uh, so I you have, don't. You have to identify to this person where the single rider and the regular line merge, what you want. And that if if you don't say anything, they'll just hand you a random thing. So mm-hmm. figure out what you want to do. If you if you're really if you like video games a lot, I would say try to be a pilot. Or if you're really geeky, you want to be the right pilot. I would be. <laughs> I'm realizing as I start to speak, that was directed at me. But yes, if you are well, very... We'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. But if you're with people that are probably better, at, that would get frustrated uh, if they weren't the pilot and you want something fun to do and not really have to think that much, I would do Gunner. And if you want to play like like a, like a Simon set, like hit a lot of different buttons, hit things that light up, it's more of like, I guess it's more of like Whack-A-Mole. Whack-A-Mole is mm. like the engineer. Yes. Right, so Gunner is, you can just hold your finger on the button and it'll just play itself. You'll get a lower score because you'll be you'll wasting ammo and missing. But that's the easiest. Whack-a-mole is engineer and then the pilots are the pilots. And I don't think it's an unpopular opinion to say that the pilots are really where the experience is. I don't find a lot of value in the other two positions. I would not do any. I like left pilot. That's my spot. I'm always going to be left pilot. Unless I'm with a family member that really wants to do something like that. And then I'm like, all right, I'm not going to care about the score. Because I am someone that cares about the score. 
we I, have I optimize, opinions there. I optimize. <laughs> well, you might care about the score, but I can actually make it high. So wow, uh, I'm someone that. Do we have a sound effect for that? Because <laughs> I, I feel know. burned. It's like a smack, like a burn. Yeah, we should have a we should have a fire. Some kindling sounds. <laughs> um, add that to the list. No, uh, when Toy Story Midway Mania came out, I optimized how to get. I figured out how to get the best score. So I'm that kind of person. Many people do not should not want to ride with me. That's left pilot. Um, meanwhile, meanwhile, on the right side of history, <laughs> we have our right pilot who gets to do what every Star Wars fan has ever wanted to do, which is when you get the order to jump to light speed, you will pull that hyperspace lever. It's a cool moment. It's it's really fun, and also the right pilot. Is, so the left pilot goes left and right. The right mm-hmm. pilot goes up and down. It's much more sensitive on the left and right than the up and down. Mm-hmm. So if you want, so if you're planning with your party, you know, um, if you're a party of of five or less, I would say make sure two pe- the two people of your party are pilots because you don't want two. Sh- if you're a party of four and you have two strangers come in there and then they're just like going all over right. the place, then you're frustrated at some strangers. So if you're the if you're the if you're single rider, you just have to deal with what you're given. If you're if you're a group going in, make sure that two of your people are the pilots because that's going to be the most fun. Much and easier ma- to coordinate with people you know. Much and easier. It will be much easier to integrate someone who you don't know into any of the other positions. That's exactly right. So I'd say I'd actually say I don't know. I haven't optimized in my head the way the score works, but I'd say maybe fill up pilots first and then engineers and then gunners. Mm. I think that's probably the way to go. I'm not sure how the how the gunner scoring system works. Like if someone just wasn't there. <laughs> and you got hit a lot, that probably would influence your score the least. I'm curious how the scoring works, generally speaking, when you don't have a full uh, cockpit. Well, I've never... I guess we, it was so early that yeah. there were always single riders to fill it in. Yeah. Um, but but anyway, so you're waiting, You're waiting. Uh, getting your photos taken in this area. It's a great place to have photos yeah. taken, and then they will call you, you by the color of these cards that you have in your hand, and everyone has... There are two pilots. There's two guys. So you've already been assigned. Mm-hmm. They line you up two by two, and you walk through the hallway to get to the cockpit. Fun fact. The hallway has two separate entrances to two separate rings of cockpits. Somewhere along that cockpit there, or along that hallway, there is a door that closes so that you do not see the fact that other people are currently being loaded into another identical cockpit. Right, and each of these is sort of a simulator so there's there's an entrance. Everyone goes. So if you're you go left or right, basically left or right has the same entrance into the ride mechanism. But when the door closes behind you, it slides away, and the next one comes in, and it sort of like rotates around. Yeah. It's a great system for managing the fact that you want the crowd flow to be continuous rather than based on a simple like six minute cycle. Right, and it's and you know you these are six passenger vehicles mm-hmm. um so remarkably it works pretty quickly for how limited the capacity could be yeah it's, it's frankly shocking that it is as high as it as it is considering that there are only six in each the wait was only like 40 40 minutes 45 minutes and, and i think even when we had too that, high above we had an the hour. extra long line where we went through uh didn't one of those times, one of those times maybe we went yeah they had like a extended wait, queue but that wasn't oh, the extended queue <laughs> mm. Really dropped the ball there. Have you ever waited in a parking lot before, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> it 
it was like I thought I thought we were at a shipping warehouse with all the shipping oh, crates yeah. around us. You know, it was uh, one of the cheaper scenes in a Batman movie because they just had some shipping containers, a few QR codes. That's uh, right on the side. And we regularly left the line to scan QR we codes. We did. The uh, <laughs> the people in charge of managing the corral, I think, rolled their eyes. They were not happy with us. What we were doing. Well, it's really on them because it didn't even have uh, uh, stanchions for holding up no, strings. No, it was follow the tape on the yeah, ground. Yeah, follow the tape. <laughs> follow the tape on the ground. They're, they're um, lucky we were, we were cooperative. But so uh, so you go through, you line up, you watch. Uh, it, it's definitely themed well. There's a video mm-hmm. that's telling you what your mission is. Right now, it's always the same mission, but I am told that they could have different missions. Correct. It's as all built of, on a video game engine. As so. of this taping, it was the Corellian mission. That's right. Yes. And so... Um, you see, it's it's you know it's aged the way that a Star Wars video communication would be and mm-hmm. all of that, and then the door opens, and you have your cockpit, and there's the cockpit, and you walk in and you buckle in. Well, you're you're in a you're in the Millennium Falcon cockpit. You will never get closer. This you're in it. This is the real thing. You're in it, and uh, then there's like a there's a big screen. It feels very immersive, but you're I, in the cockpit. I truly appreciate that they did not go for a 3D experience here. Yeah, I don't think you need no it. glasses to you take you out. It. No, you're looking through an actual uh, windscreen in front of you. And most of it, there's not a lot of instruction. You know, it's gunners push this button to fire. Pilots on the right, it goes up and down. On the left, it goes left and right. Mm-hmm. They don't even tell you when you when you did it. So I had already done it a couple times before your first time. Correct. They didn't tell you where the hyperspace lever was. They just said, go to hyperspace. And then I think I motioned like, oh, it's over there. And then you were like, oh, this is the one I do it. Yes, it does help that it starts blinking. It does blink, but they don't tell you. So things blink when you need to use them. Or for certain pieces that you might have to do, they don't blink. So there is. So they separate the men from the boys. Exactly. So my mission was to figure out there's one part of this mission where. Um, every time I rode it, even with people that work for Disney, right? It's like, oh, hit the brakes, but nothing lights up, and we and you always run into the the. Yeah, it's uh, a bit of a comedy moment. The where comedy you have moment. to hit the brakes, but you hit the where brakes, the but brakes? then where are the brakes? And, and and you hit uh, this thing, and it it makes it so you can't have a perfect flight. So I was very upset about that, and I figured out that there are certain buttons that you can push, and it will do different things during the game. Um, it'll slow you mm-hmm. down or speed you up, even without you being prompted. Right. So there's a bit of a hint if you are playing with those buttons earlier in the game towards what you might want to hit when it's time That's to right. not run into that train. And I did successfully not. I did successfully hit the brakes once. You are correct. I was very proud of myself. Proud. Probably way prouder than you should be. Uh, another person should. I think be everyone gets position. a handicap here. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I had another giggle moment just pulling the lever for hyperspace, so you're allowed to be that's excited. True. That's true. About your your brakes. So then, um, sometimes sometimes rides people getting on or getting off get a little stuck, uh, or it takes a little bit longer. So they actually have moments where the it can seem like you're not stuck, like the ride's continuing. So you could get uh, they could say, "Oh, hyperdrive failed." We are now in an asteroid field. Mm-hmm. You have to navigate ar- around it. That just means that someone else is having a problem getting on or getting off, and so you can't rotate all the exactly. way through to the exit. And then they do other things like that as well. So it's kind of cool. It's better than just putting you in a, like a holding pattern or having, it, having it interrupt the uh I the wonder if 
if for someone like you who seems uh, very intent on maximizing score, you might want someone to slow down the uh, no, you the can't get loading again. No, you're no only gonna you're only gonna lose points because lose. yes, you lose points. Pilots start out with a maximum set of points, and you lose points if you hit things. Oh, then you if you collide to be fast. So you don't want the asteroid belt. I think you also get points for hitting the boosts at the right time. Mm-hmm. So the blue button is the boost, mm-hmm. and there's a button that lights up to hit the boost, but you can also just hit the big blue button and it does the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to hit. So I would recommend it. Pro tip for our listeners, hit the blue button when they say boost. And you can even boost a little bit throughout. That doesn't give you extra points. Gunners get lose points if you're hit by an enemy, by their lasers. Mm-hmm. But you lose points if, you, if, you have, if you're inaccurate, if you fire too many shots. So that's... That's a weird thing. And then engineers, I don't know, because I haven't done the engineers. I don't know. So I, I haven't figured out that either. point system. I feel like I'm going, you've made a good pitch for maximizing your score and, yeah. and some tips on how to do this. I'm going to make a pitch for how rarely do you get put in charge of a multi-million dollar Star Wars simulator. You should be going up. You should be going down. No. You should have Matt yelling no. at you for the fact no. that you were driving erratically. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Remember that at your fingertips nope. is one of the most advanced attractions Disney has ever built. Well, you know when they built it. it. So they built it and they were testing it because um, they have a, a single pod version of this in Burbank. Right? That's where WDI is? I think yes, it's Burbank. I and they were bringing in groups of people to test it. And they had it without any, what they call rubber banding. So rubber, rubber banding is basically like when you're playing Mario Kart and you're last and all your friends are beating you. And then all of a sudden you start getting a lot of blue shells and a lot of stars. Or you're magically going a little bit faster than the people in first mm-hmm. place. It's rubber banding. It's trying to keep every, everyone kind of having a similar experience. So they didn't have any of that. So you could destroy, you could just fly off to the side totally miss all your targets, run into things, and crash the Millennium Falcon. And, th- and people Not were like, this is great. They're like, experience. this is great. Until they realized, wait, there are going to be groups of five, and there's going to be a random person in there. Mm-hmm. And if that person messes up, because I would kill that person. I'm not a violent person. I might be driven to homicide. If, someone, if I waited in line for three hours, and then, someone, and then, I, then my experience was cut short by... Like thirty seconds, I'm just at just the very it. least, you have to make an angry Facebook post about it. I would, you know what? I would be on on anyone's side that made a angry Facebook post about that. All right, I hope you and Aiden get your pretzels. I yeah yeah. I mean, I would feel like Aiden. I would feel like the <laughs> wronged party if that happened to me. So they they said, okay, we need to fix it. So you can't veer too far off, and you can't destroy the thing. But you probably can get. Here's another thing. I would I would totally be okay with. See if you can get zero points. See if you can get. See if you can end up with negative credits, because hmm. you start off with a certain amount of credits that you can get, and then they have deductions. You can get some. You can get a couple. You bonuses want to go there. into the negative on Jeopardy here. I want to. You want to owe Alex Trebek at the end of the game. I would think that it's it's like two things. When you're bowling, you either want a three hundred or you want a zero. Because if you try, if you get a zero, I do not endorse that. Go on. If you get a zero in bowling, or no, what? No, not a zero. I'm, I'm totally changing this. You either get a 300 or you get a, how many, how many balls are there? Um, 10 frames. So you get 20 balls if you, yeah, 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 right? Plus a few for the last. So get a score of 20. 
I think that's more difficult than getting a score of 300. So you just have to hit those corner pins each time with one, two balls. And if you can get a 20 in 10 frames, that's amazing. So the Millennium Falcon version of that, Chris is thinking about it. I think he's getting, I think he's still thinking about it. I'm looking at him. Um, that'd be difficult, right? I'm willing to try. That would, 300 or 20. If you, and you just score it based off of how close you got to either. Mm. Okay. Most well, people there, would go for the 20, obviously, because you're not a pro. If we're in a group of five, do we tell the extra that gets added <laughs> that that's what's happening? No, you'd have to go. If you want to go for the worst score, you'd have to have a group of six. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, it's just a bad. Or you would let the other person know and say, you can bail. Like at that merge point, you say, we're yeah. going for the lowest score possible. You might want another another group. Because you, you, you both, A, want their buy-in because you want them to help get the low Absolutely. score. And B, you don't want them to you know, get mad at you afterwards and That's beat true. you with their lightsaber or whatever people would do. I mean, only if they built it that or put day. A post, take it a back. picture of you and put Cannot it on the bring internet. It back. I don't know. Um, but it's a really good ride. Oh, it's excellent. Very good replayability, even with the single mission. Yes. Can't wait for more missions. Let me put that one out there. Can't wait for more missions. I wonder whether it will be a random um, assignment or whether there will be a rotation. Like in the same way that we asked politely whether we could wait an extra group just to get pilots. Uh, I think when we were there mm-hmm. Thursday night or mm-hmm. something. And uh, Could we wait an extra round just to make sure we get the non-Corellian mission? Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. I yet. don't know the answer to that. No one will until they do it. No one will. Yeah. Maybe someone does. Not us. Above someone our pay grade. In Bur- someone in Burbank. Somewhere else. Um, we've been going on for a long time, and we didn't even get to one of the most fun places, Ogas. I feel like this is very well suited for this podcast. Ogas is the perfect decanting Disney. Um, it's a perfect, perfect thing to talk about for yeah, decanting Disney. Would you say Disney. we decanted while there? We decanted very well. Um did we did you did we move my little drink things here? My uh Rancor uh the Rancor tooth? The teeth. So just bring two of the little things over. Just bring two of the of the teeth. So you, you can go over there and they have all this you can get the most expensive beer flight I've ever seen in my life. It's uh seventy five dollars. Seventy five dollars and the beer isn't even that good. We uh and, and they give you this don't number one, don't order it. Right, there's better cocktails there than the than the beer that they have there. Cocktails are the way to go. The but cocktails they do are the way to go, and we're gonna have some. We're gonna have some uh, uh, our favorites that we're gonna talk about. But um, you get this this uh, what was that base thing? What would you call that? Base that, the um, base for the the four things. So you get these these four ceramic teeth um, that you can drink out of, and we've poured our beers into that. And now yes, we're going to drink uh, these. We're Cheers, but we're there not sure go. if it was close enough to a microphone. Who knows? Who who knows? knows? And, but then you get this base that's also kind of ceramic, and it's pretty big. Ceramic, sort of a wooden look to it. It looks wood. Yeah. Um, they gave that to me in a box. They gave, it to, they gave me a bag that was half the size of the box, so the bag's like leaning to the side mm-hmm. the entire time. And as we all know in Disney theme parks, if you have a bag, it goes with you on every ride. Absolutely. I took that. I, I got that at 11 a.m. I was <laughs> there until the fireworks. Do not get... The <laughs> do not get this uh, beer flight. I'm it's, just gonna. It's hefty. It's it hefty. Is, it's, it's not. And then the beers are pretty hefty too. They're not like this next coast. They're like 
they're they're heavy in your stomach. And if like us, you did not bring your holster over to the table where oh you're where you're doing your podcast, you can't put it down because these are no. not cups that will sit. Mm-hmm. They are teeth of they're a rancor. Teeth. Yeah, there's nothing flat on the bottom of this thing. So um, we already we, we're realizing now that we made the wrong decision because we have to hold this in our hand <laughs> the entire time now that we poured our beer into it. Um, but so they have they have those things. You can get a porg cup you can mm-hmm. get different so those are nice uh pieces of of uh memorabilia that you can take with you yeah um but oga's cantina we should definitely caveat from the beginning that if you are expecting the most eisley cantina this is not that this is not that this is Ma, uh not Ma, oga oga so it's not maz katana's place either. it's a different planet it's We're entirely it's it's nowhere yeah. where you've been before right it's the edge of the galaxy it is I wonder if they named it that. They should. For a they should use that. They, they should, should use that. Um, but so you go in and they say right now they're saying you have to you have to get a reservation. You can only get a reservation the day of starting at like eight a.m. or whenever we were doing it seven, 7 or eight a.m. Um, it filled up quickly. We also had mm-hmm. a larger group that we were looking for, so that was a a, a thing. Um, you they say get there at the time that we tell you to get there, but then you have to wait in you line for twenty wait. minutes. Mm-hmm. You have to wait in line for twenty minutes. They bring you in. They just plop you down wherever they want to plop you down. Not even plop, because most of it is standing room only. Most of it's standing room only, and um, and then you have a server, and they're like two drinks per person. Yeah, forty-five minutes, and you're out of here. As of where we were at the time, they were still giving out what looked like business cards to keep track of how many drinks you were given. That's right, and what time you arrived. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually better during the reservation period because they were su- they were supposed to mark your wristband and some people just were some of the bartenders were so busy they didn't care mm. so i got multiple i got three or four drinks um including the jet fuel for the adventurous people we're gonna do this without looking at the menu that could be an issue but that's okay. dangerous i'm gonna, gonna have i'm gonna have here. strong opinions and it might not be about the right drink so okay. let's go on i'm gonna no, charge up, forward i'm gonna pull up the menu. charge forward. i'm gonna pull up the menu i just realized it's a horrible idea so um but anyway so that's that. They give you a business card. Uh, t- why don't you talk about the ambience of the of the place? It's very small. It is smaller than you would expect. In fact, I'm surprised that they did not do more to expand the space. Either by making the bar itself much larger, it wouldn't be hard given the layout. It's kind of has a compressed field to build a second room where you have a mirror image, or um, like some of the meet and greets where you have essentially duplicate images of the bar. Uh, but in this case, it's only really one rounded uh, bar, kind of an oblong circle with the um, with the edge cut off, where you'll have maybe four to five bartenders back there. I don't have an exact count. The actual construction of the bar, very true to theme. It feels lived in. There's plenty to occupy your eyes in terms of uh, pipes going everywhere, all that bubbles, a few creatures of note that are or may be animated. And of course, our friend spinning at the DJ table, who you may recognize from a certain other Star Wars attraction. DJ Rex. Absolutely. Light speed to Endor. That's right. And he does say that somewhere in the one hour loop. Yeah. <laughs> in the one hour loop, you get at least uh, the Cantina song, the classic Mos Eisley, um, the band who has a name, but I forget, uh, a classic song and a part where he will glitch out and... and Shout a line that uh, Disney nerds will appreciate. That's right. So um, everything's already pre-mixed over there. It has a really good vibe. 
Can we pause there for a moment? I I, I think that I will have one possibly unpopular opinion. All right. It's all pre-mixed. What are the bartenders doing? Oh. No, well, the morning cocktails they actually have to make. Okay. The morning cocktails they actually we make. We did have some of the morning ones. We they went, so if you go before, uh, and there there was a, I almost made a major mistake in booking in the morning because they were changing over, and we actually got in five minutes after they changed yeah, over. You politely asked, and they... And they obliged. They went the Disney extra mile. Um, I really do like it for breakfast. Mm-hmm. So for breakfast, uh, I don't have the breakfast menu here, but there was... Um, there's a sweet bun of some sort. There is a sweet bun. It's called the um, Mustafarian Lava Roll, I think. That was delicious. Uh, that's very good. And there's uh, some overnight oats. It's the same stuff that you can get for uh, over at Ronto Wraps in the morning. It's a, okay. it's a, it's so it's vegetarian friendly. I think. Most oats are. No, but it's the, it's a vegetarian <laughs> friendly item. Right? So, so is the sticky bun, but the sticky bun would be too. But I mean, over at Ronto Wraps, it's the vegetarian. Correct. Item. Yes. Yeah. Um, sorry, I was getting uh, confused there. They have a a brown Bloody Mary. They, so what the, the bloody brown? I don't know. I don't know what they have. It tastes like a Bloody Mary, but it's okay. brown. Yeah. It's very. And dark. they had a sort of coffee based drink as well, which right? Is with what like I a enjoyed. shot of of whiskey or something in it. Something like that. Dusted with uh, cocoa, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was very good. Um, but the drinks. So I have some favorites. We just, I just pulled up a menu here on, yeah. on my, uh, a photo of a menu. So it's a little. It's authentic. It's it authentic. Is not, it's not on the website and it's slightly out of focus. It's slightly <laughs> out of focus. So you know, pardon us while, while we uh, look. But your first time there, you should always get a fuzzy tauntaun. Of course. Number one drink. I think Chris might agree with me. Number one drink on, you know, sort of on theme, all that stuff, fuzzy tauntaun. It's not very, uh, it's like, I think it's an orange vodka drink. The, mm-hmm. it's, the menu's a little too fuzzy for me to read what it says there. But it's an orange vodka drink. It's very light on the alcohol, but it has this amazing foam on top. Yes. Which has some kind of a neuroinhibitor in it. So it will numb anything that touches it. So you stick your tongue in a little bit, get on your lips, it's a weird feeling. It disperses after like 15 minutes or 10 minutes. It is rather tingly. It's rather <laughs> tingly. It's, I want to find out how to get this foam at home. I want home foam. I'm telling home you. Foam? I want home foam. Home foam. Um, very good. I've, I've gone through most of the menu since, uh, since I think this place between opened. our visits, we yeah. sampled pretty much everything on the standard menu. The other thing that's, that's really out there for a Disney park is the jet juice. I say that because it's, ver- it's the opposite of the fuzzy tauntaun. It is a very strong drink. Alcohol forward. It is a shooter, basically, or a shot that's bas- that's mostly alcohol. It's If you like old fashions, if you like Manhattans, if you like stuff like that, it's going to be aggressive. It's going to hit you hard. It's going to smack you in the face. And you're going to be like, why are they serving this in Disneyland? You know, the only problem I have is that it's not willing to admit that it's just a shot. Yeah, they try to say that it's something else. Oh, it's a sip shot. Sip at this. No, that's so a shot. So you should really be able, when they say you can get two drinks, it should be two drinks and a jet juice to go. <laughs> that's what it should be because you just pop it down, plop it back, and then you're out. Um, Although that's at, at $14, maybe it's not. Well, that's what a shot in, in Disney World oh, <laughs> and Disneyland would cost. Oh, I don't know. What other what other reference point do we have for shots in Disneyland? Well, I've uh, so I can tell you the best places to do shots in Disneyland. That's probably another episode, but uh, downtown this Disney. This sounds off book. <laughs> downtown Disney. No, this is not prepared, but uh, um, uh, oh, 
what is it? It's right in the middle. Ova, Uvo Bar. Ova Bar. Oh, yeah. That's the, the best very place. Center that is the best place to Disney. do shots. Great for people watching as long um, as you know that you will also be watched. Uh, I wouldn't do shots at Trader Sam's, but Ova Bar. Uva Bar. Uva Bar. Unless UVA. Trader Chan- Sam's were to develop some sort of uh, fun chant or... Uh, well, you could do, I mean, if you want to get hammered at Trader it. Sam's, um, that's, this is another show, but it's, you know, the, the, the cheapest way to get hammered in every venue, like high, like from a volume and alcohol, uh, uh, percentage and everything, we could figure it out. Cause I, it's like, it's like, where, where can you get the best value for your you know, I mean, Disney yeah. dining plan or something like that? These are things people, that's a new know. episode, but These I are mean, we pe- already did this because we know that the, the cocktails are the way to go on this menu. Cocktails the are the way to go. are not worth your time. So the jet juices is, is a, is a, that's not a starter. Uh, that's a, that's a, that's a dessert for this. Uh, so what what do you what do you think? Let's I'm look. I'm throwing my flags in for the Jedi mind trick. Yes, I I cannot Very read good. the blurry menu, nor do I remember exactly. <laughs> but it's I, I believe this one was the sort of uh, the bluish color. It's got a really image. nice flavor to it. It's light, but with just the right amount of alcohol. I think uh, the Jedi maybe. mind trick wasn't blue. Wasn't blue? I thought it was reddish. Reddish. Well, then I might be wrong. Let me. I'm finding another menu. That's the kids' menu. We don't need that. I definitely here's have on brec- my phone the breakfast one. a photo where I circled which one I want to figure out how to make at home. And I think it might have some sort well, of... Why didn't you load that up? Because my phone is tiny and you have the iPad. I have the iPad. Here we go. Look at that. Here's a much better one. Jedi Mind Trick is Kettle One Botanical Grapefruit and... Ro- yeah, it's not. It, grapefruit and Rosé. Vodka. Let's see if I'm an immature millennial who took a photo of White drink. grape juice, blue curacao. Blue, blue curacao. There you go. Maybe. Maybe that's in there. Blue curacao takes precedence over everything. Probably. Whatever color you want. Bespin Fizz is what I was getting it confused with. Go ahead. Cons- I believe. That's a Jedi mind trick. That's yeah. a, the, the greenish. The it's greenish a greenish blue, blue, it's blue aqua. and aquamarine. Yes, yes, yes. It's beautiful that's color, it. beautiful flavor. I'm trying to figure out how... You would recreate that at home in the proper proportions. Um, there's nothing, I would say there's nothing particularly novel about it, though. There's no foam that makes it tingle. No, no, no. It's just a good drink, it's and it's a different color than a normal drink that you, I don't know. I guess maybe when I was in college, we had blue motorcycles. That's the closest thing we had. We had blue dragons. Yeah, it's, you know, just oh, it's something with blue carousel, right? Yeah, but exactly. So you don't see a lot of drinks like that anymore nowadays. I don't think it's very popular, these aquamarine drinks. So it's... Um, it, I think it fits the theme that way, but it's a it's a nice regular cocktail. Uh, Bespin Fizz is one that has that's the one that has the dry ice. It kind of looks um, mm. like it has like sparkly stuff that's moving through yeah. it as well. But it's also a very good drink. Yeah, it's, the dry ice is something that you can recreate relatively easy at home. I you don't can. know. Now, the special glass is there, so the dry ice won't ever touch your lips. Yes, so I have made dry ice drinks where you're at a little bit at your own peril. Yes, that's and, very... Uh, it's, it, you get like a filter of some sort in there. I don't yeah, know how that You have works. to stop serving those drinks at a certain time. That's exactly but right. It's the it's the glitter that I don't know how you recreate. So, I don't so know, that goes well. I don't know what that is either. Um, they call it cloud swirl on the mm-hmm. menu. So I don't know what cloud swirl is. Um, imported from Cloud City. Uh, but it's Bacardi Superior Rum, uh, Uzu Puree, Pomegranate Juice, and White Cranberry Juice. White Cranberry Juice is something that they're using. White Cranberry Juice, White Grape Juice is something to just kind of water it down a little bit, I think. But it's a very good... The Best Fizz was very good. And then the... 
Is it the which one was it? Oh. Was the Jedi was the Jedi Mind Trick the one that had like a sprig of something in it? I don't recall. It was one that was like a little piney. I think the piney might have been the mind trick. That's what it was. Yeah. It had a little bit of piney flavor yeah. to it. So that was those are the those are the top four, I think. So the ones we I enjoyed. tried the, the other Your ones. Your flavor may may I different. tried the other ones and they were good. Yeah, the slug cleaner and the outer rim, those are tequila based. I do like tequila. You've got the sky hopper. I don't think I had the sky hopper. That's melon melon liqueur, uh vodka, um half and kiwi half kiwi and half and half. Does, oh no, 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 no one should drink that. Does that mean half and half literally like what you add to your coffee? Oh my goodness. Ugh. I've had cocktails where they put like an egg yolk on it or yeah, whites or something like that, and it's a little creamy. You have to know what you're getting into. I think the Skyhopper is one you have to know what you're getting into. I don't know what that is. I'm pretty sure I didn't have it, and I'd be surprised if it stays I'm on the I'm not menu. sure I want anything quite that uh, thick and dairy-based uh, in my uh, Bright Sun's uh, heat yeah, you, you in Southern California. They have wine on tap. It's col- Some of it has different colors. Is wine on tap what they're calling Francia now? Uh, no, they're, like they have uh, real wine on tap. Um, on tap is what's throwing me off. No, you can get a wine tap. So they, you can get... I'll take you to... There's a place in Philadelphia. Um, my, Philadelphia? Is that where we're located? Yeah. Uh, people know that I live in Philadelphia <laughs> um, for now. So... Uh, Ooh, spoiler. Spoiler alert. Um, the, the, uh, the place that I go... You know the place that I go, that I'm a. You thing. go several places, but the, I think I know. You know the, the place. Matt is making some motions with his face. It's, There's it's, a lot of eyebrow involved. You know, like the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that place has really good uh, Pinot on tap. On tap. On tap. Right. So I've learned something about um, taps. It's, yeah. So I think you get they get it in bigger quantities and it just hooks up. And that's not in a keg because it doesn't have to be pressurized, but mm. it's a different kind of system. It's a separate tap system, but actually. Um, I think keeps it so that instead of when you open a bottle of wine, it oxidizes with the you know the air. I think that tap system prevents that from happening. Not Franzia though. Not from. I hope not because it already started oxidized. I hope there you go. That's right. Um, so that's that's Oga's. Um, we should say fan. that there are a few drinks that are non-alcoholic. There we are. We didn't try many of them. They serve the blue milk there. The blue milk with a cookie on with top. with a cookie on top, which is. Um, a thing. I liked the blue milk. I, I also liked the, the green milk. milk. The cookie was pretty good. Oh, you had that? I did. I forgot to Shared with that. a friend. Um, it was fine. <laughs> so the, the coffee drink was rum ah, in it with whipped cream sense. on top and some orange marmalade. Marmalade? Is that different than marmalade? Marmalade? I, I do not know. Mm. Mm. And then the bloody rancor is... Um, vodka with Chile liqueur and bloody Mary. Dark, mix. the bloody rancor. Yeah, and that's where the teeth are from. They killed it. <laughs> Should have drank it out of the teeth. Oh, I feel bad for rancors now that oh, Ogas yeah. is very. Popular. I thought maybe it was a shark scenario where they shed teeth, but it sounds with the like. I don't. They might have killed that that beast. They might have. Oh my goodness! Now I feel bad. Oh. I bet it, they did it in that uh, parking lot. You know what they did? Yeah. The extended queue. The, the Rancor's name was probably Aiden. It's feel oh, bad. Oh, man. Yeah. Awful. So um, I had on our on our pre-show notes, uh, we're getting pretty long on this podcast. I think we covered everything that we wanted to cover, except for if you had miscellaneous thoughts. I have, your, I have Chris's main miscellaneous thoughts here. I have many miscellaneous thoughts. Let's go into it. But I think 
I think what we should really focus on is why is this why is this land so weirdly lopsided? Everything that matters right now is on the right hand side of the land. If you were to enter through um, the sort of Thunder Mountain Trail, not only that, there are two entrances through that area. What happens on the other side? We know that eventually they will open Rise of the Resistance, but what else is there? A couple There's speeders? There. There's nothing else there. There's well, barely they want a that area to be like outside the town. So all the stuff's in the town. Then the resistance is outside the town. They just is it a waste of space? I, yes. I don't think it's a good should use of space. Should they have even opened up that second part of space? No. I think that should be closed right now. They could have roped it off. And then it we also been more saw, exciting that way. We also know um, through our sources that there is a big room, a big facility that is completely empty. It's in a, It's an enclosed space. Where they could put a table service restaurant. A nice phase two. Have not done that. And there's a little part of there's something off to the side in between the two sections, which would be perfect for a outdoor little show. The staging like seems a, already set like up. A little stage show, maybe like a little stunts or maybe a little something going on. Um yeah, that's exactly what they plan to do with it, and they just decided not to do it. I find some irony in not for Disneyland, but in uh, Orlando, which is opening a little later, probably soon, actually, by the time this podcast drops. Uh, the second side of the land is basically the backlot tour. You see a few. That's right. You see a few models that's of right. spaceships on the left hand side. That's all you're getting. It's a backlot tour on foot. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's a very good. Uh, that's a very good analogy. Very good job. Did you say, did, was that on your phone? Do you think about that ahead of time? A little bit thought ahead. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's uh, good. That's good. The comparison was what I was building that's towards. Good. I like it. Yeah. All right. I think we are good on Star Wars. There's plenty of content, but we'll save it for another time. We'll save it for another time. Um, it's opened in Florida. It's about to open it in Florida. It will be opening soon. It will be opening soon. It's identical. What's interesting, though, is that though their full land is opening later than California, their Rise of the Resistance attraction is opening before it Disneyland is, and that's because the ride vehicles that were delivered to California had an issue, and they were delivered there first. Scoop. It's an outside vendor, and uh, and so Florida got the updated ones, and they had to rework on on the California ones. People Keep it in, in California are very upset about this. There, there is. It'll backlash. be fine. The, the APs will backlash. be bl- unblacked out by then. Yeah. They, they, they don't call them annual pass holders over there. I know, but yeah, I would have to make else. the bleep sound again. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, and I'll be there in January. Specify you're there. Uh, Florida. There we go. So I will be able to ride Ride of the Resistance before it opens in California. Exciting. So that's exciting, going with the family. Um, we'll talk about that on another podcast because there's some fun things that we're planning there. And, and where I'm staying is somewhere that I've never stayed before. Is it's, it a secret? I'll tell you after we record, but we're going to okay. save it. It's a, it's a teaser for a future oh. episode. And it's a place that most people can't stay. Oh, I think I might might have given away. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Those guesses will happen after we're done with the show, but we still have our magic and tragic moments. It is... Hey, welcome back if you... uh, Oh, wait, I'm going to hit the button. Welcome back. I just saved saved what time it was. Welcome back if you... uh, didn't want to hear the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, you got a very abbreviated version of the podcast. 
Welcome back. Yeah, you missed <laughs> missed an hour of the podcast. Oh my goodness. Nice. I hope your run is going well. Yeah. Um, there we go. Do people listen while running? I want to know what, how people listen to this. This Maybe is this should, should be a show uh, that you'd listen while you're driving in the car, if you have a long commute. Maybe they should mention it on Twitter or on the email that I will never Questions open. at com. You don't even remember your email address. Correct. What's your email address? My personal one? No, the one that the <laughs> one for the show. I feel like it's probably Chris at DecantingDisney.com. Oh my goodness, you finally figured it out. All right, there we go. That's oh, what that it was is. A great guess, guys. That was a good guess. He doesn't know how to access it though. Um, so uh, <laughs> we're gonna do our magic and tragic moments of the week, or really since last recording. Um, and my magic, I'm gonna start off with the magic moment. Um, is our new podcast art. How cool is our new podcast art? It's incredible. It's incredible. I, I am so happy with it. I, I want to give so many props to the talented artist who created it for us. Yes. So I ran into um, a graphic designer at a cocktail party, started talking about the podcast. She did not roll her eyes immediately. It was great. And then I said, hey, can you do something? And she created something that's very Mary Blair inspired, very Disney, works for us. We and don't know there was not a lot of there was not a lot of hand holding yeah. on this. She kind of just went with it. We don't know great. if she hit on this just out of pure luck or if she maybe she's a maybe she's a closet uh, Disney person. Just as deep into it as we are and wasn't maybe. willing to admit. Maybe. But it turned out beautiful. So um that's up by the time that you hear this. That art is up on the podcast apps that you can listen to. And then uh, we'll be on the website soon. If you, I'm not going to put her on blast without asking her about it, but if you want need graphic design work, you can email questions at decantingdisney.com if you like that, and then I can pass on a referral. But that, I was really pleased with that. I, I texted Chris when I got the first proofs, and I think he was pretty blown away. It's hard to tell over text, but I think he was pretty blown away by it. So that's my I magic. I did not type blown away, but I should have. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were pretty impressed. Is there an emoji for that? I, I don't, don't think so. I don't really use them. Maybe the I, head I with the explosion coming out yeah. of it or something. I don't That's know. That's violent. That's like the bloody rancor oh, that? again. <laughs> That's the bloody rancor. That should be in the next emoji set release. That's going to be a very specific audience. <laughs> I think. I'll write into Apple and, and Google about that. What's what's your magic moment? I want to end on magic. Oh, so let's okay. start with tragic. Okay, that's fine. I am officially in the stages of moving. Mm-hmm. And I forgot exactly how exhausting that is. You've got to uh, Marie Kondo it while you're while you're moving. But I like my stuff. You do have a lot of stuff too. Should yeah. we tell people um, your last Disney related purchase? You'll have to be more specific. Didn't you get like a haunted mansion thing? Oh yes. Yeah. So there is a game that uh, a few friends and I will play occasionally, where you uh, imbibe while on Amazon, and at the end of the evening. You make your decision about your final purchase. And I will say that a an unmarked package arrived in my office. And because of where I had to pick it up, I then brought it with me to a meeting with a lot of key people. And I was not willing to open it because uh, it was the graphic novelization of the Haunted Mansion. There we go. <laughs> among many other gifts. You have a lot of things like that. Future from past me. Yes. Yes. Um, I approve of that. Thank you. I think you're up for tragic. and then I'm get up back for to tragic. Magic. So this is the thing. I didn't think about this in advance. Tragic moment. Um, when I'm, I'm, here, here's a tragic moment. 
One of my uh, best friends that lives in uh, Orange County, lives in Anaheim, is moving away, and I'm very upset about that. She's been a good source for Intel, but also she's a good companion and a, one of my best friends, and she's leaving the Disney company after working there for, I don't know, 15 years or so. That's where we met. We met in Florida. Yeah. yeah. And so, Beautiful you know, story. we're still... Gonna obviously still be friends. We're gonna hang out a lot. We do stuff outside of Disney, obviously a lot. But it is kind of I've been used to going to Disneyland and seeing a specific friend every time. And I don't know if anyone else has that experience. Maybe it's maybe I'm a little lucky that I have I've had friends that worked for the company for so long and spoiled. Oh, that's for sure. I'm definitely spoiled, but lucky maybe. Uh, Fortunate. I don't know. What's the right (laughs) word? And so that's a little sad. I've been lucky enough to meet this person. And you're correct. Excellent person. Great to hang out with. I think we wish her the best of luck in her move. And I hope that we see her more, even if it's not in Disneyland. Oh, yeah. We can. We'll definitely will. But so that's that's my tragic moment. In whatever mysterious city she's going to. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's Toulouse. <laughs> Is that a place? I think so. Okay. Toulouse? Oklahoma, maybe? Or is Toledo? That Tuscal- no, that's Tuscaloosa. Ohio. Tuscaloosa? Tuskegee? Oof. Tuskegee's a place. Yes. Not great. Not a great <laughs> reference. Tulsa. Tulsa could be what I was thinking. Tulsa's what you were thinking of. We feel very coastal right now. Wow, I feel really... So if you're from Tulsa, please, send your, please send your complaints to Chris at decantingdisney.com. Yes. Let's really fill up that email. I won't read it. <laughs> I will, though. I'll read it. Anyway, so let's go to your magic moment. My magic moment is unfortunately very corporate this week. I did find out that I have officially extended my my realm. I have moved up another ring on the corporate ladder. My promotion has gone through, and I am now slightly more important on paper than I was before. You can afford more drunken Amazon purchases. Absolutely. That's what's important. Yeah. You got to focus on, the, on what matters. <laughs> That's why it was a magic moment. <laughs> Now you can buy your own set of Rancor teeth, your $75 beer flight. Yeah, that's high on the Don't list, do surely. Don't do that. That's the worst. Can't wait to carry it on to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and watch it float in the air. <laughs> it, I almost did lose it. <laughs> the, worst was, the worst was going on Space Mountain. Um, I had to have it between my legs. And then that, that bar, it's an individual safety mm-hmm. bar with like a U. My knees and that thing, it was all compressed in there. It was the most uncomfortable, like it fit, but it was horizontally compressed. It was not a good experience. Um, well, I guess that about does it for this extra, extra length episode of Decanting Disney. I'd like to thank Chris, my, my co-host, for being fantastic as always. Thank you. Always being twice. What? Twice so far. Well, always, you know, it's it's always until you're not. All right, right. We'll, keep we'll the make a going. note of it. Keep the streak going. Um, when I'm not hey fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, end. let us let us know when you think he's not fantastic. You can email us uh, with from with comments on on Chris not being fantastic and breaking the streak, or any questions or suggestions you may have. You can email us at questions at decantingdisney.com. and you can find us on Twitter at decantingdisney. And of course, if you've liked what you've heard on the show. Get the word out about the show and tell a friend or post on Facebook or tweet. Or if you're on one of those weird Disney forums, you can talk about it there. 
And while you're out, while you're at it, go over to iTunes or Google Podcasts or wherever you get this stuff and write a review over there. One of us will see it. We're both we're on both platforms. We're each on a different platform. Correct. So we'll see it and we might read it on the show. No promises though. So again, on behalf wait, what button is the outro? Here we go. So again, on behalf of I was really hoping that would be the uh Burns button. Here we go. So on behalf of Chris, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. And we'll talk to you again next time on Decanting Disney. Say bye, Chris. Say bye, Chris. <laughs>